Country. I am your host, Matt, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Lorna. Hello! And unfortunately, Innes, um, due to scheduling conflicts, cannot be here today either. He uh, gives his regards. His actual mm-hmm. words were... The star of the podcast. The star of the podcast. One second. Uh, he says, give our listeners my regards. And then he's put quotations for me to follow verbatim. The star of the show apologises. Um, interesting view. Um, if you yeah. want to go and listen to an episode within this on, listen to last week's episode where he did episode where he did a report on Hadrian's Wall. Mhm. For that was a good one. This um, this week we got a report from Lorna, and if you haven't heard the show before, I'll just give a little preview of. Um, what the show is not a preview no um prologue no No. i'll just explain what the show is (laughs) uh one of us does a report on a moment or event from history maybe a person from history uh we try and make it something you might not have heard about before or something that you might have been like oh i have heard about the race to the south pole but i don't know that much about it that's uh one of our episodes episode 23 and that's the sort of uh that's our bread and butter I hate that. People really? say it all the time in work. They're like, and I said it to my mum last week, and then I cringed at myself, being like, that's her bread and butter. I didn't cringe at all then. I don't I know that. why, though, honestly. It gives me heebie-jeebies, and I don't know why. Heebie-jeebies. That's what annoys me, and also at work, what annoys me is when they refer to it as the business. Mm. It's not a business. It is the business of work, though. The business of council work. Lana works mm. in the council for new listeners. Yes, I um, do. For those, oh yeah, speaking of new listeners, I want to say we've had a good, um, an influx of new listeners as of oh, late. Yes. So hello, was, everyone. Hello, thanks for coming on board. I almost made like a train joke. That would have turned oh, people off do. immediately. Oh, right, okay. I learned a new train game last week. It was a good one. Except I then tried to play it with my young people. And I, it was like, Lorna, we're 18 years old, we're what, not doing this. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure what a train game, Im- well, it implies something rather... You know, for younger than 18-year-olds, for me. I played it in a group, and I'm the youngest in that group, and I'm 22. And they ranged to about 60. Wow. This this woman's 60 in my group, and she thoroughly she enjoyed it. So, <laughs> guess well, she didn't get out much. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're interested in that, look it up online. Um, oh, it's good. We've got a report from Lorna, as I was saying. Do you um, want to kick yes. it off? Yeah, I'm going to rustle my papers now, which stresses me out, but sorry, everyone. Um, so, my topic is about lipstick within the Second World War. That's so sounds bizarre. It is a bit of a. Where did you uh, Where did you learn of this? I can't remember where I first learned about, it, but I learned about one thing that I'm going to talk about later. But then I thought that's really interesting, so I looked at where lipstick fit into the Second World War as well, and it's got quite a complicated story, really. Not complicated, lipstick. but. Unusual, like unexpected. I'm trying to think of how lipstick might be interesting in World War Two. Yeah, II. you might not find this topic that interesting, but oh, go brilliant. on. I can't wait. I'm glad. Oh, I'm sure Ines is uh, upset. He's missing. Yeah, that. no, Sorry. it's yeah, it's probably a good one to miss. Brilliant one. But oh, that's girls, a bit, no, no, no. Don't say that three minutes in. There's no, another I mean for you for because I know that to. you and I know like what you and Ines are interested in. But lipstick. for a lot of people, if you've got World an open War II. mind, it's two of my favourite things. You like a bit of makeup, or you know brands like there's one particular brand that you might know. Rimmel London. 
No. No, I do know that one. Um, I was thinking lipstick might be something to do with rations in World War Two. Is that at um, any point? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, okay. it is. There, there is a mention of rations. Oh, brilliant! So, so I've got a point there. I'm yeah. not playing against anyone this week, but I'm winning. <laughs> but I think you should just have an open mind. I no, I've got I an open mind. I think it will have an unexpected story that you won't expect to have. That's what unexpected generally means. So that's good. I'm glad you caught that. Um, <laughs> Tell you what, I'm like a walking dictionary. Um, so. <laughs> The Second World War, as we know, is one of the most important events of the 20th century. Um, there was a lot of destruction and 60 million people lost their lives. Mm. Um, but also, during this worrying time, women would still worry about what they looked like and they would use a swipe of lipstick or hair dye as a means to retain their humanity and dignity. Um, it was a way to boost their morale and the morale of soldiers, even for a little while. So, it has an unusual story, Lipstick, and it's one that's not much known. It became it came to represent femininity and strength. Um, during the war, women were encouraged to take care of their appearance for public morale, and this included the weaponisation of lipstick. And in particular, this was around what colour? Like, there was one particular colour. Red. Yes! It's the most obvious. Yeah. Other Other shades, I believe. You can get black. You can get purple. There's an episode of Friends where Joey wears blue. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of shades. You could get oh, nude. Okay. You could get, like... Nudes, you might as well not be wearing any. Pale pink. There's all sorts. And they've all got funky names now. So, like, um, there's one called Teddy. There's... Teddy's not a colour. I'm Is trying to think which one what mine are called. Baby blue. I've got one called Hepburn Honey. Duck egg blue. No, not duck egg blue. <laughs> But because anyway, paint colours, no. so currently, like, there's quite a big market for lipsticks, but at the time, it wasn't as it was just red. Big, so red was the big was one the in big one. Second World War. So, right, I've typed a word here, and I don't know if I can say it. So, okay. I'll give you some help. So, I've written when asking a beauty aficionado. Aficionado, yeah. Yeah, um, what comes to mind um, with 1940s makeup? It's thought that they would undoubtedly say the red lip, and this is because of Elizabeth Arden, Winston Churchill, and the United States Marine Corps. Churchill loved a bit of lipping, didn't he? He did. Did he actually? Yeah. Oh, like wearing lipstick? No. I was going to say. Um, have you heard of Elizabeth Arden? No. Very, very famous cosmetics brand. Oh, okay. Very famous. <laughs> very famous. I don't know, something to do with World War Two. Well, she is involved, Winston obviously, Churchill. But... Rings she, a bell. No, Elizabeth Arden is the, the... The lipstick won't be a part of the story without her. Okay. So, red lipstick had been increasing in popularity since the middle of the 1930s. Can yes. I ask a question? So, what was the third one you said? You said Elizabeth Arden. The United Arden. States Marine Corps. Ah. Hmm. These three don't seem to link together, but I assume they will. Yes. Sizzle. Bit of sizz. <laughs> um, the war cemented lipstick as a classic beauty staple. During the war, cosmetics were expensive and hard to find because yeah. everything was rationed and the ingredients used to make them were rationed, so they couldn't even be made. What ingredients do you use to make lipstick? Um, I reckon some oils, some food colouring. Oh, make sorts? it at home, <laughs> I think. Um, well, you, you can make your own lip balm. doesn't always work very well. I have done it. Okay. Doesn't. Yeah, it didn't work that well, but you can do. Um... <laughs> so it was difficult to even have a bath or wash your hair during the war because there were limited products and limited water soap and shampoo was a luxury and women therefore had to become resourceful 
when it came to their appearance. Hair was usually wrapped in scarves and hair nets, and which was helpful to hide bad hair days. And they would use soapy pumice stones for shaving when they did not have razors. And they would also use vegetable dyes to dye the hair. So th- I think it's very resourceful. It's like DIY. It is, yeah. I DIY really like stuff uh, like that. cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, I guess. But Winston Churchill deemed that red lipstick was a morale booster and for this reason it remained in production whilst other cosmetics were rationed. Um, the lipstick was a quick, fi- quick fix way of providing a touch of glamour or a way of exploring identity. Um, How does it boost morale? Here we go. So, so if I'm a soldier um, on the battlefield and I see a picture... Yeah, that's what the propaganda was. They used to... Take, like draw pictures of women with bright red lips and you'd be like Ugh. yeah Ugh. yeah that's and what they the soldiers would and yeah and the girls would obviously love it because they get to make themselves look a bit glam at a time when everyone's a bit morbid mm. it, honestly it works you should have a little swipe no, of lipstick no I'm okay but it is it's interesting yeah I don't know I don't know how I feel about it what do you know how how I feel about like no, but not even that. I just feel like Winston Churchill's saying we'll keep red lipstick as a oh you you're know, thinking as a thing that resource could have gone yeah, somewhere it else. Yeah, could have gone to mm. I don't know something else. Potentially, I don't know, but I do think lipstick was the best cosmetic to go for. Mm. It works very well. Like if you were to do like mascara, it works, but not. Not I the agree. Best. If you were just doing a bit of a blusher, I'd be like, I can't, I can't even tell. Yeah. Bit of eyeshadow. No, no point eyeshadow. Face. No point eyeshadow. Come on. Yeah. So lipstick. Yeah. But I reckon if if it was to be now, it'd be like eyebrow pencils. Really. Yeah. Honestly, it's not the same when you've not got your eyebrows done. Is it not? Nope. I'm sure our listeners will know that as well. Yes. Well, no. Meaning it's we do not know that. Mm. Now we do. Yeah. So, um, in Great Britain, red lipstick was still in production, and similarly in the United States, a few years later, there was effort to ration cosmetics. However, this was then reversed to a voluntary status after several months for the same reason of morale. So they also viewed cosmetics as a morale booster. Um, It's reported to have been better in the US. Um, They participated in war, but obviously it was predominantly in Europe. Um, this meant that cosmetics were more available um, for American citizens, but these citizens were not necessarily in the mood for excess and celebration, like going out and buying new eyeshadow every week. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you think my money's... You're not really helping anything. And you need to save for the necessities yeah. in life. So the men were fighting in the war and many women had to work, which was unlike previously. Um, so many women still used makeup as a way to retain the femininity and to boost the morale. Yeah. Because now they're working in jobs that she hadn't done before, but they want to still look like a girl. Yeah, that's very good. Um, It's been argued that the US government attempted to use red lipstick in order to militarise women, women's sexuality, as a way to boost men's morale. Yeah. I don't like that, but I don't really like that, though. I feel like it's using women, as they just said, actually, it's using women. Yeah. But the thing, governments do use people a lot. Yeah. It's just, we shouldn't accept it, but we do. Mm. Um, so this attempt inadvertently created the opportunity for women to assert themselves and it boosted women's morale instead of, or oh. as well as men's. That's okay then. 
So I think, yeah, I think that's quite a good... Yeah, it seems like a good um, result, actually. Yeah, it's just a bit of a shame that they was like, we're going to, like, promote red lipstick yeah, as a way because, to boost the men. Yeah, it's going to help the men, the men, not the people yeah. at home who are... You and know, it's struggling. the women wearing it, and why wouldn't... Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but it but helps the women. It is good that such a small thing can be so beneficial to yeah to so which, many people. Yeah, and it, I didn't realise it was such a big thing for women lipstick no, at this no. time, which is why I did a pod report on it. Uh, no, obviously, yeah. Um, in the United States, female factory workers were encouraged to wear red lipstick with their Rosie the Riveter clothing. So Rosie was a cultural icon of World War Two, and she represented the women who worked in factories and shipyards, many of whom produced munitions and war supplies. So was so. Oh, sorry, go on. Was Rosie the Riveter like a brand? Oh, barely. Was that a brand of clothing? Mm-mm. So it's a woman who was on the propaganda, and you'll have seen her. So she's wearing a blue boiler suit, yeah, and she she's is. got the red hanky right. round her, yeah, her head. Yeah, bandana. Okay. That's Rosie. All right. So, okay. so we can do it. Yeah, I think so. So. Um, women who worked in factories were encouraged to wear red lipstick okay. and they also applied matching red nail polish which I really like I like to match yeah it's good for me yeah. um, propaganda of the war then went on to reflect this emphasis on beauty as a boost of morale so posters had strap lines of never forget that good looks and morale go hand in hand and a poster for soup in America contained tips on how to keep clean under the title of keep your beauty on duty I don't understand how that links to soup, but apparently it does. Um, Cosmetics companies went a step further with their wartime branding. Um, Cyclax and Elizabeth Arden made lipstick shades called Auxiliary Red and Victory Red. I like the the way that they sort of channeled patriotism into the Mm -hmm. naming of lipstick colours. Um, In... um, in this, this propaganda, lipstick was advertised as ammunition. An advertisement for lipstick from the brand Finnegan's was titled Homefront Ammunition. Mm. Which is it's along the lines of like patriotism, but also it's, it's very good branding for the time. Well, yeah, I suppose. And then uh, I've just got a bit about the US Marine Corps. So they played a part in the rise of the red lip. In 1943, new uniform regulations were in- introduced for the US Marine Corps Women's Reserves. These regulations require that women are to wear red lipstick and nail polish and that this should match the marine scarlet chevrons and cock cord of their forest green uniforms. What do you think about that? What do you mean? Like, is it not similar to um, places today saying that you have to like wear like high heels or you have I... to wear a certain uniform or you have to look a certain way to do a certain job? We used to have this debate at uni all the time because I worked in a jeweler's and I had to wear heels that are at least two inches. So I had three inch heels, which isn't a lot, but I was on my feet from nine till seven every day. Well, every Saturday and then mm. in the week as well. Um, and then when I went for my job interview, the manager also said to me, like, you have to have like natural makeup. He was like, so what are you wearing today is fine. But when I went and told my flatmate, she was outraged. But I don't know because... I'm a bit torn because I do understand why they have the regulations and I was working in this jeweler's and we were selling like really really expensive watches and stuff and yeah. people wouldn't approach you to buy the watch if you didn't look yeah. like a certain but that's that's that's, that's not, the the that's their flaw though, I know I know 
So. But uh, I understand. So that's why I understand why they're doing it because all they want to do is sell the watches. Mm. It's. Uh, but I don't it's, necessarily. I think it's actually a question for a more um, philosophical <laughs> and deeper but how podcast do, how do than you ours. Feel, though? Uh, I think that Natalie and Brulia's Torn is my favourite of her songs. You mentioned Torn. You've just twisted it. Answer the question. No, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't think. Um, obviously, there has to be a level of professionalism. But uh, I think having such rules and having... Um, I forgot even what, I was, what I'm complaining about. What did... Oh, the Moon yeah, the Core making them yeah. wear lipstick. Yeah, I don't think... To, they wouldn't get away with that today, I don't think. I think they would. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I think they would get away with that today, actually. <laughs> I think it's um. This is the Marine Corps, so they're all about the uniform anyway. Yeah. I think at the time, like I understand why they didn't. Yeah, and I do I understand, understand why, they, why, why well. they do it. Why they have regulations now? Yeah. But um, I think they would still get away with it. Mm. I don't know though. I don't know. I'm just torn. Yeah, not brilliant. So they were told to wear red lipstick and nail polish that matched the red on the uniform. Yes. The Marine Corps wanted to make it easy for the women to achieve uniformity with the lipstick and nail polish. Therefore, they asked Elizabeth Arden to produce a new shade of red cosmetics. She had the exclusive on products used in on-base salons and she had introduced the lipstick shade called Victory Red in 1941. So she was the best person for the job. So this is two years later, Mm. so 1943. She arrived at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina in 1943. She was shown around by a reserve called Claire Cummings. Following her meeting with the reserves and observing the marine forest green uniforms, Arden came up with a shade that coordinated beautifully. I do love a bit of coordination, though, to be (laughs) fair. The other day I wore um, all black and I wore blue shoes and I felt like an absolute melon. Why? I just think it didn't go. I had blue trainers. It just didn't go. That, that you've just described my wardrobe. Oh, well. <laughs> I always wear all black and white and grey trainers. Or yeah, grey ma- trainers, brilliant. Maroon, maroon even better. But blue, <laughs> no. <laughs> Quickly moving on. Uh, uh, the shade that Elizabeth Arden designed was called Montezuma Red, and it was named after the first line in the Marine Corps hymn. It was released to US. Oh, cons- you know that hymn off by heart, <laughs> don't you? I believe. No. Um, yeah, and the one about uh, Monte- Montezuma, Montezuma Red. Red, yeah. Nope, not oh, me. Is that Sorry, not you? It must be Innes. It is Innes. We're getting singing now. So. <laughs> so it was released to US consumers in 1944 in the form of lipstick, nail polish and rouge. What's rouge? Rouge is a little bit that you put on your cheek. Oh, yeah. Uh, red lipstick sales. All right, Shelter. Sorry, red lipstick sales. All right, red lipstick sales. <laughs> In Great Britain and the United States were going through the roof. So these weren't just Elizabeth Arden's, but other cosmetics companies as well. Um, Other cosmetics companies were also on the war bandwagon and they had patriotic ads depicting women in uniform or women waiting for their men who were in uniform. Mm. There were an abundance of compacts and lipstick tubes that were being developed with patriotic themes. Good business to be in, isn't it, during the war, to be honest? I think I'd uh, make my own lipstick. What in my, in my bath. I'd probably make it in a oh, bath. Oh, just ruined my big question. Stop oh. it. Carry on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on chatting no, about your bath. <laughs> I think I'd make my lipstick or my cosmetics in, in the bath of my house. Is that? Can you make lipstick in that? You know where you say put oils and stuff no, in? No, I'm not sure if it is actually oils. I think you're thinking about bath bombs. I'd, make, I'd bath bombs. make patriotic bath bombs. 
If we ever at war again, well, out at a stage of war like this again, that's yeah, what I'm cause... gonna do. Okay. Sounds and I'll good. make one like the shape of uh, the Queen's head. Make one but like what a if British we don't flag. Have the queen then I think you should go for the younger. I think you should go for Prince George and Princess Charlotte. Yeah. And the baby. Everyone loves but, them. But look, they're at an age where their features are going to be changing consistently for the next twenty oh, years. Yeah. I think Harry's a shout. Oh, Harry's, Harry's the best looking as well. Oh, well, I'm not making. I actually think genuinely that Harry might be the most difficult because it could like anyone, but William looks a bit more. Mm. Um, you know, he has more. Um, Unique I think you, maybe features. you should go for Prince Charles. Yeah, but he might, he's getting on as well. Okay. Kate Middleton, everybody knows yeah, Kate Middleton. Yeah, I'll go for Kate Middleton. That's good. But she also looks a bit generic in a way. She could be, if I made a, not she a great sculpt like, of her um, face. The girl next door. Yeah, if I put, no, don't do a very good sculpt of her face, which to be honest, with my to. abilities, I'm not going we'll to be able to. We'll have to get you a 3D printer. Corgis. <laughs> corgis. Get some great corgis. shout. Buckingham Palace bath bombs. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe faces in my forte. I think I should maybe do buildings. Big <laughs> and Ben. Dogs. And dogs. Corgis Not and, Big and... Ben, it's got scaffolding on it. Yeah, but we'll take the scaffolding off on my back. London Eye. Yeah, all these. Um, yeah. I think so. We've, but we've just focused on the UK, like. Yeah, but I'm making it for the UK for, to be patriotic uh, oh, okay. during our time. I meant need. that, like, we've <laughs> when got people Scotland and can't Wales afford and water, Ireland, to be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll figure them out after. They're like, this is the first range. Okay, for Wales, you could do the dragon. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves the dragon. For Scotland, Ireland, you've got a shamrock. Oh, yeah. We're in that, yeah, lots of... Scotland, some haggis. Uh, you, what does that look like? Not a Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think my business is going to be booming. I think it is. Last, was it last week I was trying to sell, um, trying to sell frying pans with my face on Oh, it. yeah, that, Maybe last week. Yeah, and this week, if anyone's interested, no, in it was a few weeks ago. Patriotic oh, bath bombs. Let me know. Also, let me know how you make them. We're not in a state of war yet. I know, but I'm, I'm getting ready. Okay. <laughs> um, at the time. Oh yes, the report. <laughs> what colour would you do them actually? No, would I you thought... do like Union Jack bath bombs? Yeah. Oh, would I, it be like I am basically like that shop that I can't remember the name. Lush. Of. Lush. How have you forgot the name of that? What do you mean? It's not like everyone knows Lush. No, but like, you know people who really like Lush. I do. I've been into Lush a lot of times. Though. Exactly. I have to hold back from eating some of the stuff because it just oh, smells no. good. It smells good, but I can't imagine it'd feel Doesn't good going edible. into look. my teeth and into oh, my belly. Oh, I didn't even think about the texture on your teeth. Just, I just thought of the taste. It's like biting into soap, isn't it? One that like, oh, crunchy soap. Oh, no. It smells nice, though. It's like meringue, and I don't really like meringue. I'm sure it'd be worse than meringue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. At the time, cosmetics companies also realised that camouflage products were popular. Um, these were used on wounded soldiers originally, and they went on to shape the concealer products which are used around the world still today. I was confused for a minute when you said camouflage products. So you mean to... So if you've got like... Hide. Like a scar, you'll cover it up. I thought you meant like camouflage colours, like green yeah. and brown. Well, I think that's what originally it was, but if it, like they used it to then be like, oh, that hides that, and then yeah, use but, it as like skin colours. Yeah, but not green and brown though. I was no, thinking no, like camouflage in the yeah, arm. Yeah, but it, 
that led to it. Okay. That was the start of the idea for concealer. And also in my brackets I've put, would be lost without concealer, I am telling you. Oh, really? I would be. Honestly, it's my staple item of oh, my... Oh, isn't it? Maybe they should have been doing it with uh, concealer then all, the whole time. No, because you can't really see it. Oh, yeah. It's not like a it's product that would boost men's it's morale. It's not like balm, it's like balm. No, it's, it's not, it's even, not even like balm. It's, it's like... like... Silence. You can't see me. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, it wouldn't boost morale. No, because the picture just... is like she's got well concealed spots there. They would, yeah, they wouldn't even know, because <laughs> it's drawn as well. They R- wouldn't draw yeah. anyone with spots, would they? No. So lipstick was a great shout. Yeah, I've changed my mind. Good decision. Um, I'm just gonna tell you about something which is a bit sad now, though. Okay, straight face on. Yeah, I just I just wanted to warn Stony you before you before I start making jokes after <laughs> So, I've just explained the situation with lipstick back home, but lipstick also had its place in the centre of the war. American pilots were flying bombers with nose out of pin-up girls with bright red lips. So, the planes were decorated with this pin-up girl. And, uh, as mentioned, the red lipstick was intended to be a boost for the morale of the soldiers. But this is the sad bit. There have also been accounts of a lipstick delivery to Bergen-Belsen concentration camp at Liberation. This is a story that I heard about that's, that I was like, oh, I'll look into that. And then I ended up on a tangent about US Marine okay. Corps. Um, so it's an account from Lieutenant Colonel Melvin, Mervin, wait, I'll start again. Lieutenant Colonel Mervin Willett Gonin, DSO, who was commander of the 11th Lightfield Ambulance, RAMC. He was among the first British soldiers to liberate the concentration camp in 1945. So it was liberated on April 15th and there were 40,000 prisoners in 200 huts and there were 10,000 bodies. And the bodies had died from typhus or or starvation and German guards had refused to bury them as they feared infection. Um, The soldiers dug a mass grave and the bodies then began to be moved. By April 28th all had been buried but a further 500 continued to die each day. Where is this story going? Well, <laughs> okay. it is still really sad, but... It is. Um, but there was no longer corpses around, and this was a boost in morale. The camp was delast with DDT powder, the clothes were fumigated, um, and everyone was clean and they got food. Um, and then, so, the morale's boosting a little bit. There was a large consignment of lipstick arrived at the camp enough for every woman at the camp and many of the women used the lipstick and it reminded them that they had once been feminine it was an enormous morale booster and made the difference between life and death for many women in the camp um, it arrived shortly after the British cross arrived but it's not clear if this is a source of the lipstick Lieutenant Gonan explained that when it arrived this was not what the men wanted or were asking for he said I don't know who asked for lipstick I wish so much that I could discover who did it it was the action of genius sheer un. un- adulterated brilliance i believe nothing did more for the these internees than the lipstick so he said that all these women were wearing lipstick and it was just like a massive morale boost and they felt like themselves again and he said at last someone had done something to make them individuals again there was someone no longer merely the number tattooed on their arm um, and it started to give them back the humanity so that's really nice yeah so it's real sad and i didn't know whether it was appropriate for the podcast but yeah um, it's just a big part of history that I didn't think anybody would have heard about. No, no, I had no idea. Um, so that was just my little bit about lipstick in the war. Yeah. So following the war, 
Each of these um, contributed to make red lipstick a permanent part of World War II and World War II era pop culture. At the end of the war, cosmetics became less expensive and were available everywhere. Women finally had, to, had the money to buy whatever they wanted and the beauty industry soared. Um, following the war, in gratitude to their military service and the role in modern cosmetics history, Reserve Claire Cummins and other US Marine Corps Women's Reserve members were honoured by Elizabeth Arden Incorporation. Incorporated. What is it? In- incorporated. Um, to the company. Yeah. At a World War II anniversary event. They were gifted with commemorative tubes of Montezuma red lipstick. Mm. Which is nice, because they showed around. Yeah. Um, and there has also been a piece of artwork completed by Banksy, which placed lipstick on the prisoners of a concentration camp. This is a very famous piece of art from the unknown street artist, and is similar to his usual controversial pieces of art. It's a really good film about Banksy, isn't there? Um, mm-hmm. Exit through the gift shop. Yes. It's a film that he made, I think, a documentary. Yeah. That's not really that relevant. But um, No, but Banksy's cool. But yeah. So that, that was my story of lipstick in World War Two. That that bit with the um with the um inmates of the concentration camp or um the prisoners. Yes. Is uh at at once harrowing and no, uh, I'm really sorry. But also like quite like it's quite I don't know, quite nice at the end. When, yeah, uh, yeah. So the fact that he got felt got back their humanity with such a mm-hmm. small, uh, small thing. I know it's a bit intense. And then he also said um, that the women were just clutching the lipsticks as yeah. they like was around the camp. They just noticed that they was all just clutching the lipsticks. It's good that they made him. Yeah. Also, it's very unexpected. Feels slightly better. That they would even think to drop them off. Yeah, that's such a whoever had that idea is. But they don't know who had the yeah, idea as well. it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you'd immediately just be like, okay, food and water and, and, and yeah, clothes. Yeah, and like, yeah. All these, like, like I said earlier, like about the rations, all these um, necessities for, mm-hmm. like, life. But but it's uh, yeah something extra which uh, helps them. I know. I also think it's quite nice that they recognised at the time that lipstick was such a big thing. Because yeah. obviously they were disappointed that they had got lipstick and they wanted other things because lipstick would be the last thought you would never think we just we need to send them a lot of lipstick so i think it's quite nice that even though they didn't get like the food and the water and everything they wanted they were like lipstick's really good actually what the the, the prison n- not the pr- like the liberation oh, yeah, so oh, just doing the liberation yeah. yeah it was uh it was an interesting it's only a short one this week though. yeah i've just been thinking about the one i have um potentially because i've got two um, mine's, mine's World War Two related, so I might, I might do my other one uh, next mm-hmm. week. Um, do you have a big question? Though? Should I, I put do. In... All right, she does. Uh, should I put in the big question theme? Yes, I'll put please. it in now. The big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Do, 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 do. That was a uh, really good. I, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot deeper than uh, often than often we go. But that was. Uh, I know, but also it was fascinating. Learning we we about can't that. really avoid the deepness sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a topic like this. Like yes, true, very yeah. true. 
Next week's um, next week's not as deep. My, my your, next your one. next one's not as deep. Yeah. Okay. Just a bit gory. Mine's got a bit of gore, but actually, my next week, my next week might be. It might prompt some uh, some deep questions, but probably Jeez. not. <laughs> uh, and I just thought it was lots of my other World War Two one definitely won't. So um, well, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. Big question. Big question. Yeah. Right. I wrote it down as well. That is. That's a step forward for this podcast i know um so there is a crisis in the world and you're called upon to be the next elizabeth arden and to create create a lipstick to make the world feel 10 out of 10 again please describe the color and the name which is why i ruined my question i know i really uh, yeah i knew you were gonna say that to be honest um i didn't know it was gonna be a name either you can say what you think the crisis is as well um we've been overrun by turtles what are you going to say, ants? Ants on the back of turtles. Is that my biggest fear, to be honest? Actually, no, I my love biggest turtles. fear is being chased up the stairs. By ants. By anyone, it's horrible. <laughs> Your legs stop working. In a dream? No. In reality? In real life. Mm, you need to get on that step machine a bit more at the gym. No, honestly, your legs go to jelly. It's horrible. Right, that's not... Um, yeah. <laughs> so, describe the colour... I'm a big... F- this is the problem, Wait, though. Wait, oh, so the crisis is we've got oh, we've turtles got... with ants on the backs. No, we've just got... Uh, we've just... Just what's a real crisis. A real crisis. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't choose a real crisis, actually. Yeah, yeah, don't. I was trying to think of one. So... Nah, it's not difficult. I was just what about, about to say, we lose electricity in the whole of the UK. Wow. But how would you design a lipstick? <laughs> Glow in the dark. Ooh! And I call it... See me... Radioactive, see me fluorescent is Why the word. Why is it called see me? Because then you can see me. Oh, okay, I understand. I think though the um the crisis that's most likely would be animals learning to speak and understanding that we are we eat them. We so yeah, we make them subordinate. So ha- what would what's the uh, lipstick that you think would would you know make you feel ten out of ten oh, during uh, that? Because we could give it to the animals and be like. We're not testing on you anymore. We're testing on us. This is for you. You will feel 10 out of 10. I'm going to give them something that's going to make animals look beautiful. What what colour lipstick do you think if I'd have to put on like a horse for you to be like, that horse is actually... Like if I squint a bit, it's pretty attractive. Pretty, pretty horse. I think like Maybe a dark horse. pink. Oh, really? Yeah. A dark pink. Mm, this gets tough though because lipstick is particularly girly. Um, mm, as I mentioned earlier, Joey... Yes. No, I'm and, not uh, saying it's just Joey for girls. Joey wore it in her Friends. A nice Obviously blue... There's that nice really good um, makeup artists who are like boys and they're really, really good. Yeah. So good. I've seen some, some dress up as Wonder Woman. They're really good. Did they do the makeup? Yeah. Was it red lipstick? Probably, I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've so not got I to the bottom of this, have I? Dark pink for the animals, <laughs> please. I'd love a turtle in dark pink. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, whale. Oh, whale. <laughs> Yeah. What would you call it then? A beluga whale with dark pink lips. Oh. What would you call it? I don't know because I have to call it something to impress all the animals. Yeah. This is tough. I'm trying not. I'm trying to impress a lot of people. What would you call it? What do you think dark pink is the right colour? Don't know. I think you need to go more. A bit more bold. Like what? Give me an example. Like a purple. Hmm. Depends what animal, to be fair. I, I can't. I don't think you can 
You can't please a, the human race with one shade of lipstick. No. You can't paint all animals with the same brush, you know what I mean? They need to have individuals. Okay. Uh, which is maybe the crisis. We shouldn't have chose that crisis either. And we also shouldn't... We You didn't specify we were making lipstick for animals, but I brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> Lipstick's for humans, then. Okay. We've given beluga whales deep pink to make them happy. Yeah, but I think deep pink's quite a generic one. It could work for an- all animals and I'd all like humans. I'd like to say ants. It could, could work, work for, for ants. ants as well, yeah. Ants would look really um, good with <laughs> deep pink. So, go for humans. I just can't think of a good name. That's the, the name's a bit of a struggle. But we it's really... I haven't thought about it, but it's really tough to name the lipstick without knowing the crisis. Yeah. Because the other ones will call that auxiliary red. Yeah, but victory, victory red. Victory red. It's pretty straightforward. We're going to win whatever. So, we could call ours victory dark pink. Yeah, but that, I think we're going to get done for a bit of copyright now. No. Infringement. It's a different colour. <laughs> also call it victory, though. If, if the animals Victoria were trying to... dark pink. If our... If the animals realised... I'm back on the animals. Realised that we've been, you know, treating them so poorly. And they're looking to overtake us. I might call it, like, revolutionary rouge. Oh, great, Sean. Sell it to them, and then I'll just bow down to our new animal overlords as they... You're rev- such a weak <laughs> Revolutionise and uh, okay. have a revolution and take over. Right, so that's humans. a good chance to call it revolutionary rouge. Good shout. Is rouge... But you're rouge saying rouge is, uh, is something else that you use on your face. Yeah, but rouge is a shade, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Revolutionary, yeah. I was going to say red, but again, I didn't want to steal. So I've actually sold my... I think my... You've my also revolutionary sold yourself out. to the animals, but the animal there's a lot more of them than what those about of us. The humans, we need to have something about resistance. Oh, brilliant! Revolutionary rouge and resistance rouge. Resistance rouge, but then they don't want to be. You don't want to sit, come face to face in the battlefield with all these pigs, and they're, and they're all like, wearing the same the lipstick <laughs> color. And you're like, they've just sold the same lipstick to both of us, but theirs is called re- resistance. Theirs is called revolutionary. Well, I'm not being funny. We're just good business people. No, we are. We we just. This is how quick we're going. Yeah. This is every <laughs> every second we've got a new one. Which one's that one? That's resistance. Go on, put it in that pile. Also, we're counting on them not knowing. One factory. If, if we find out, we'll just do a generic tweet like we apologise. We apologise. It's slightly different shade by one yeah. percent. It's covered this, our backs. Yeah. 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 Um, in the animal one, we'll probably not use animals because that'll upset. We won't use animals then, either. Yeah, we won't use animals. I'll, we'll just test resistance on animals. And I'll make on the side. Oh, no, yeah. we're not testing them on animals. <laughs> <laughs> the animals are our friends now. No, they're not, because you've Potential sold overlords. yourself out. <laughs> but if we're that good business people, we're going to have to sell ourselves out to both sides. Yeah, I'll sell out to animals. You okay. sell out to the humans. Yeah. I think selling out was what they got. <laughs> was, there, was that the answer to the question? <laughs> we're selling out. Yeah. Well, we came up with a co- we came up with two colors and two names for slightly one different by one percent colors. One percent color. Very what similar. Is, that's not a thing though. Color isn't on percentage, is it? I've put it on percentage. Is there no other color beginning with R? <laughs> I was gonna say something then, but I'm not gonna no, say. No, what color was it? No, I was gonna Rhubarb. just say purple. Purple <laughs> is is purple. Red yeah. and purple. Rhubarb is no, that's a vegetable. Yeah, but it that's can be a, a colour. Um, ruby. Ruby, yeah, resistance ruby or revolution. I think revolutionary ruby because it makes yeah. you feel ruby's like a quite a powerful gem. Yeah. <laughs> you have sold us out to the animals. And then resistance rouge or resistance red, just basic resistance. Well, we're red. getting in trouble for red. Yeah, we could so. sell them both to both sides actually. 
Because oh, the, because then. the animals could get resistance red <laughs> How as much well. Are we I think revolutionary ruby should be the the higher upmarket animals. Yeah. Your your ponies. Would your... you like really nice packaging on that one? Oh yeah. What other animals are fancy? Like what whales. fancy animals? Whales are quite fancy. Um, Maybe like fancy a ta- like a lion. A lion. <laughs> Maybe a lion. Lions are pretty fancy. Um, a giraffe. That's fancy. Yeah, relative. Hmm. A dog. A, no, pet. Mm, a pet is fancy. Depends which sort. A cat. Cats. The cat family tends to be quite fancy. They're very pretentious. So I think um, they'd be very. They'd be like, oh, revolutionary ruby. This is our cat speak because <laughs> they can all speak. Revolutionary ruby. Oh yes, I'll have a. I'll have six tons of those, and then your corgis. regular corgis. Yeah, and then your you know your uh, donkeys and your raccoons. They'll be going. I'll have some of that resistance red <laughs> for my wife. I'll get her some of that for Valentine's that you put Day. Donkeys in there. They're not. That's not a donkey's voice. A donkey's more like. Sorry, they're not from South London. <laughs> no, no, it's more like an old man voice. Oh, Do an it? old man. I can't. That's an old man. Um... Do David Attenborough. No, because that's not what I was doing. That's, donkeys donkey and voice. raccoons, though. Right, so not... You did your raccoon voice. Mm. That, is, that is my well-known raccoon voice. They're from, they're all from <laughs> South London. <laughs> So yeah, and then we can sell some like the cheaper ones to the uh, cheaper animals, and the same yeah. with the humans. They can believe that they're having a revolution themselves. Revolutionary ruby. Yeah, I and love me it. and you would be buying a uh, <laughs> resistance red or resistance rouge. Why? Because we're not fancy enough. Actually, we're making them, so we don't. Yeah, need to. I was just about to say. We'll sell, also, we'll sell in this resistance we red. Can, <laughs> we can be fancy if we want. Okay. Innis, I'll sell you uh, Revolutionary Ruby as well if you want. Two for one deal. Yeah. I too. Yeah, since one. you're the star <laughs> of the pod. <laughs> okay, um, so we've sorted out our crisis. The crisis mm-hmm. hasn't been complex. We don't know where it's... We're not actually saving the crisis. We're just making no, money off just, the crisis. we're just boosting morale. <laughs> we're yeah, making maybe. them look good. We're making money. They're, they're having their morale boost on both sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lead to a better war, if anything, <laughs> between the animals and the people. Yeah, we're leading to better feeling whilst mm. in the time oh, of war. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad. Maybe, yeah. And maybe. Oh, gosh, maybe you're excited, this is, aren't you? Maybe they'll have that moment on the battlefield where they'll look over and you'll see this, you know, um, Jaguar and it's got like revolutionary ruby and you'll be like, we shouldn't hate, we should love. But I'll look at his lips. <laughs> And they'll look at you and you'll be like, wow, humans, we're wearing the same lipstick. We should be united as one, as yeah. one world. And that's if, if this It'll one message you should take away. less farm and yeah. more peace for everyone. Peace farm. Peace farm. <laughs> <laughs> this one message that you should take away from today <laughs> is no testing animals. Let's all just be friends with animals. Yeah. I think that was the main... That's the point you were trying to get across with Are you lipstick. a vegetarian? Um, I was one time. <laughs> so that was not relevant. I'll cut that bit out. I'll slide on my character. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Uh, okay. Um, should we wrap up? So as yes. a, a thank you for that report, Lana? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something. Don't Go on. No, no, it really doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> and this is a vegetarian. Yes, he's um, a good egg. Yeah. So... I want to say thanks to all the new listeners. As I said earlier, um, we uh, the numbers have been boosted for whatever reason. I like to think it's because people are subscribing, which you can do 
on uh, iTunes. And mm-hmm. I like to think it's because people are listening to my advice and telling a friend. Yes, telling a mate. Keep telling them. Keep telling your friends. friends, he said. Did you know lipsticks in World War Two? Something, something. Yeah, we're big. We're big. Big news. Or, um, you know, one of our other topics. Um, yeah, yeah, go for <laughs> us, another one. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. Use um, the hashtag Idiots Talk History or, or you follow us at, at Idiot History yes. Pod. Or you can email us at Idiot. Nope, what is it? At Idiots. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Idiots. Idiothistorypod at gmail.com. You <laughs> me it. for a loop then. Idiothistorypod at gmail.com. Send in some emails, whatever you do on that thing. Um, is that everything? I always forget. Um, and just um, give us a review. Oh, yeah, give us a review. Yeah. A few five stars would be. <laughs> Log into your different accounts yes. on iTunes or whatever. Tell Pod your family feed. to do it. Oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just I feel like get it sharing. <laughs> Um, yeah, he does. He always shouts yeah. five stars. <laughs> um, so next week, uh, we'll be back with a report from myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until then, just enjoy your week. You know yes, I mean? have a good one. Have a good time. Um, <laughs> and we'll speak to you next week. Yes, bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye.